Good morning, and welcome to this week's public affairs program. I'm Jay Zimmer. What's it like to take 240 high school musicians through months of practice and then take them on a trip of hundreds of miles away for a national television appearance? Let's find out. Today we're going to be hearing from Mr. Ethan Wilkinson and also Ms. Mrs. Amy Van Zant uh, with the Castle Bands program. The Castle High School Band program is committed to excellence of the performing arts on the state and national levels. More than 250 Castle High School students are enrolled in performing ensembles including marching band, concert band, jazz band, winter guard, and winter percussion ensemble. The Castle Band program's tradition of excellence is well known throughout the state and nation. All of its ensembles strive to perform at the highest level and have garnered a number of awards. Are you guys ready for this? These include 31-time ISMA Marching Band State Finalist, three-time BOA Class 3A Champion, 2022 ISMA Concert Band State Champion Runner-Up, two-time ISMA Jazz State, Honors, State Finals Honor Band, two-time Indiana Percussion Association State Champion, as well as three-time Indiana High School Color Guard Association Class A Champion. Pretty well decorated. Marching band at Castle High School is a co-curricular activity occurring in the summer and fall. The Castle Marching Knights perform at a number of invitationals beginning in September and compete in both the Indiana State School of Music Association, ISMA, which we mentioned a minute ago, and Bands of America, or the BOA, which we just mentioned, uh, circuits and performed, as you all know, in the 2024 Rose Parade at Pasadena, California, which I'm sure you're all eager to hear about, and I'm sure you'll also have plenty of questions. So without further ado, please give a warm rotary welcome to one of the finest leaders I know and someone my wife Jenny and I are proud to say all four of our children can look up to as a part of the Castle Marching Band program, Mr. Ethan Wilkinson. Well, thank you, Brian, and certainly thank you uh, to everyone here. Um, it is certainly a pleasure to be here um, and speak to you today. Um, my name is Ethan Wilkinson. I am the director of bands at Castle High School. Um, I'm also a uh, alumni of Castle High School. I graduated from there um, in 2015. So um, the, the chance to speak to you about Castle Bands means a lot to me personally uh, as a director and as a former student. So thank you for that opportunity. Um, the, the Rose Parade trip was certainly something um, that we, we honestly weren't planning for um, before it happened um, in 2022 when we were invited, but it is one of those trips that will absolutely mean, it, it will mean so much to the students, to the community, um, to us as a staff, as a school, um, for, for years to come. So um, just thank you for your opportunity to be able to, to speak about that. Um, right here you have on the screen uh, a slideshow presentation and I don't have any video um, but but if you wish to see the band or um, see our shows or um, video from the parade uh, YouTube is a great resource for that there's there's a ton so I encourage you to um, if you're interested in, in hearing the band play um, if you haven't heard us in person I encourage you to go on YouTube and, and find that perhaps after the meeting um, the, so this slideshow presentation is just pictures and it'll kind of help me um, kind of paint a picture of our whole trip. 
Um, I mentioned, um, and Brian mentioned, Bands of America. Um, the the marching band every not every year but most years participates in a national competition um, in Indianapolis and Lucas Oil Stadium. And in 2022, we were um, lucky enough to make the finals of that um, of that contest. The contest is actually three contests: a preliminary, a semifinals, and a finals. And to make the top 12, which is the finals field, is 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 a very prestigious honor in and of itself. Um, but in 2022, in, in November of 2022, we not only made finals, um, but were chosen um, by the Rose Parade president. Uh, his name is Alex Agajanian. Um, and there's always one band that's chosen from the finals field, and Castle High School happened to be that band. So um, it wasn't really something that I planned on happening, and it was a huge surprise um, uh, that day. We were a, a little bit surprised, to be honest, to even make finals. That's a huge honor. Um, the, the band has made, this was our third time making finals, um, and it's one of those things, um, including the Rose Parade and maybe Macy's Day Parade and things like that that are kind of at the pinnacle of what marching bands can do is make Grand National Finals. So that alone was a huge accomplishment. Um, and then to be told that, that we we're also going to the Rose Parade was just a, a, a huge surprise um, and a huge honor. Um, there you see the students uh, lined up. If you would zoom out from there, um, you would see uh, 12 bands, and those bands are generally over 200 students, so a lot of students on the field. Um, here you see uh, the drum majors, myself, and then Alex and his, uh, Alex Agajanian on the far, uh, far right of the screen there. Um, after we've been told that uh, we're, we're going to the Rose Parade, you see the head drum major there has some, some roses. Um, at, at that point in November of 22, um, which is just over a, a year ago now, uh, that kind of kick-started our, our band boosters and the community, and we started going out and hitting news organizations, and uh, you may have seen and remember that, um, and, and really trying to drum up some excitement about, about us going to this parade. Um, we were the final band to be selected. Uh, there's about 15 American bands that get selected every year. There's an application process for that. Uh, we, of course, did not do that application process. I, I simply checked a box on our application process form for Bands of America, um, and then we were chosen, so that was it. Uh, so we really had a compressed amount of time to get ready for this parade, and our, our boosters, um, our school, and the community just really rallied right away um, to, to help us get to the parade, which, of course, was what happened and was a huge success. Um, Alex Agajanian, I mentioned uh, there, one of the things uh, that we had to plan right away was a presidential visit um, from the Tournament of Roses president. Um, and so in May of, of 23, he came and visited our community. There he is um, in front of the library at Castle High School. You can see the night right there. Um, and we had several lunches, um, news appearances, um, and really showed him around Greater Evansville and Newburgh and kind of give them a sense of the, of the community. Um, the president actually amazingly goes to every single band's community, um, which includes the international group. So he traveled and his wife traveled uh, to, to Japan and to Costa Rica and, and made it out to Newburgh and Evansville as well. So that was an incredible experience for the students um, to meet him and kind of show um, you know, the, the, what the community that we have uh, has to offer. Um, and then one of the, the culminating things of that uh, trip was what's called the All School Festival. Uh, we've done this a number of times. Um, 
but so we have Castle High School, of course, and um, that there we have around 250 band students just in the high school program. Um, but if you know anything about band or really any high school program, uh, a high school program is only as good as its middle middle school feeder programs. And we are lucky to have two great. Um, feeder programs in the Castle District, Castle North Middle School and Castle South Middle School. Um, and so what you see right there is kind of the setup, um, the calm before the storm of what's called this all school festival, um, where there's over 650 students on the, on the floor making music together. Um, and that was kind of a way to bring attention to the, to the parade, but also just celebrate um, all the bands. Um, the, the, the band directors at the North and South Middle School are incredible. Um, at the high school, we have myself and an assistant director and a percussion director. Um, and then at the middle school, there's another three directors. So there's really six full-time uh, castle band directors that work all the time um, to, to make something like this happen. Um, and, and all of those people were on the trip and um, just the collaboration <clears throat> that we have at the, at the high school and middle school level um, just Without that, it wouldn't be possible to do um, some of the things that we do. So I'm really thankful uh, to be a part of a team. Um, you know, I might be the head director or whatever, but it, I, we really don't think of it like that. Uh, we really are um, a collaborative team and a family um, as, of directors, which is just incredible. Um, so that was kind of the last thing we did for the Rose Parade officially um, in, in May. And then from then, uh, uh, if you know anything about marching band, we, we still had our regular marching band season, uh, which went from, we start band camp around May and then go to November generally is when uh, the end of the season is, and that's when that Bands of America competition I was talking about happens, is in November. So we still did that, and we still did invitationals, and we did all those sorts of things. Um, and then once November hit, we kind of um, shifted gears and went all onto the Rose Parade and thinking about, okay, no, now we have to, and really we were planning the whole time, but now we have to um, figure out how to march five miles on a parade and how do we train for those sorts of things. So we really were operating kind of our normal operating procedure of a 10 minute marching band show, um, rehearsing that, which, which you know is, um, uh, is pretty grueling rehearsal schedule. Um, and then on top of that, we kind of extended our schedule, uh, rehearsal schedule into December as well. So um, that, was, that was a big, uh, change for us. Um, so on uh, December 27th, uh, we met at Castle High School and loaded six coaches, six coach buses, and drove to um, uh, uh, Louisville. And right there is a, uh, I like that picture because it shows the, the, the might and what, what it takes to get 240 students um, and, and, and 40 more uh, parents and chaperones and, and adults all the way across the country. So that's um, obviously six coach buses and then a, a 294 seat capacity um, Airbus uh, A330, uh, which was an incredible aircraft. We, it, was a, it was a private flight um, rented just for us. And so we drove up right to it and, and walked on the plane. Um, for many of the students, I would say at least half, it was their first time on an airplane. And um, uh, to do it that way, it kind of spoils them, I think, for uh, regular air travel after that. Like, don't get used to this. But, um, but don't worry, TSA still took a really long time. And it was for the most frustrating part. So um, no offense to any TSA workers. Um, so uh, uh, the flight was, was quick. Um, a lot of the students uh, slept, which was great. We woke up pretty early. Um, 
to, to, to make that flight. Uh, and then and we, we landed in at LAX and then um, started our trip. Uh, that day when we landed, we did some farmer's market um, and a Hollywood tour, which was great. Um, th this, this trip that we took, uh, sometimes we call it a big trip. The marching band, of course, travels every year to uh, mostly to Indianapolis for, um, for, for shows, for competitions. But this was called um, a big trip, and that's because we take that every, once every four years. So every student that comes through the program gets to take a quote-unquote big trip um, once in their high school career. Most of the time on these big trips, that you do maybe one performance. Um, on this trip, we did four. The marching band did three performances, and then the jazz ensemble also got to perform. The first performance was our very first day. We did a Disneyland parade. I think they mentioned in one of the covering, I forget which, which it was, but one of the news organizations mentioned none of the students had been in a parade before um, on the uh, Rose Parade Day, which was true, except for they had all done a Disneyland parade just three days before, um, which was an incredible experience. Um, really short parade in, in, um, in comparison to the Rose Parade, uh, but that was really fun. Some pictures from that. It was great to have a little bit of uh, practice. Uh, for the real parade, of course, uh, decorated for, for Christmas. Um, our second performance was what's called Band Fest. Um, all the bands, the Rose Parade bands, apart from being parade type bands, also you generally have a field show. So our field show is the one that we do competitively that you could see at, uh, you know, at football games and things like that. Of course, there are bands from all sorts of uh, genres of marching band. There's college bands. There's bands from, um, from overseas. And so their field show, what the great thing about BandFest was it wasn't all the same type of show. Um, so there was a, a huge variety. So the students did get to perform their field show for the last time in Pasadena. That's at Pasadena City College. And then after that, we actually went to, uh, I'm sorry, at, at right immediately after that, we did what's called a pass and review. That's a picture of the pass and review there. Uh, which is just a mini parade, essentially. And then after that, we loaded the coach buses and went to the actual Rose Bowl Stadium. Unfortunately, we didn't get to go in. Uh, I don't know why BandFest isn't in the Rose Bowl. I actually don't. I do know why. But, uh, but that would have been awesome to be able to play in the stadium. But uh, we did get to go outside and take a picture in front of the iconic sign, which is great. And then all the students' favorite part got In-N-Out burgers served to us um, immediately afterwards. And we got, that's correct, we got two burgers not just one, so they, we definitely ate well on this, on this trip. Uh, I mentioned that the jazz band performed um, a, which is abnormal for, for a marching band trip like this. Um, at that May event where the president came here, we actually had that at the Old National Atrium just down the road here, um, and the jazz band was performed as the feature ensemble of that little gala that we had. Um, and the, the Rose Parade president was so impressed by our jazz band that he invited us to play at his gala, uh, which, uh, his ball, called the President's Ball. Um, that's very abnormal. The, uh, typically, just, there's just a DJ for a ball like this, the President's Ball. It happens every year. This, is, um, th this was held at the Langham uh, Hotel in Pasadena, the Huntington Langham, which is a very upscale hotel, um, certainly the most upscale one I had ever been to. Um, it's, it's atypical for band directors to go to this at all. In fact, there were only three uh, schools, three organization, band organizations that were there. Ourselves, um, the, the, the Costa Rican band, 
and a uh, bagpipe group. Uh, if you saw the parade, there was 40 bagpipes or, or more, in, and just one of the bagpipes, which was plenty, was there to play in at that ballroom. Um, so it was quite an honor. It was quite an honor to be chosen for that. And we were actually the, the featured act. We were the, the last group to play um, right before the dancing starts. And so this is a this is really for the donors um, to kind of thank them. And this is like big corporate sponsors like Honda. The Rose Parade is presented by Honda um, and the news organizations and Hallmark. And so there were CEOs from all these uh, companies, as well as the president of uh, Michigan and Alabama also spoke, as well as the uh, Grand Marshal. Uh, Audra McDonald. So it was quite the event to be at. Again, there was wide eyes uh, amongst all the jazz band uh, players. They had never been to anything like that. They were really impressed um, by the bathrooms, that they had actual real towels. Uh, no attendant, but they had real towels. Um, and so it, they, they fed them well, and it was just a great experience. Um, the, the Mark Eifler, I should mention him. Mark Eifler is a, a, was my band director at Castle High School. I took over for him uh, when he retired. Uh, many of you know him. Um, he, he is still the jazz band director. I wasn't able to go on this trip, but he comes in every day uh, to rehearse the 12 o'clock jazz ensemble, which is this one at 1 o'clock. Uh, used to be 12 o'clock, but now he rehearses them at, at 1 o'clock, but that's the name of the ensemble, it's 12 o'clock. And um, so, yeah, he, he, he gets all the credit for that ensemble being as incredible as they are. And if you get a chance to hear the jazz band play, um, you absolutely should take that opportunity. They're incredible. So Parade Day finally comes around January 1st. Um, this is our, our staging area. Um, you might see some um, porta-potties and things like that. This is on the Del Mar Bridge uh, where we waited uh, before the parade for a couple hours um, in, the, in the cold. Uh, believe it or not, California is cold, especially in the morning and the evening. Um, what was really cool about this is we were able, we were staged right behind the Michigan and Alabama bands, so we were able to kind of converse with those college bands a little bit before our parade, uh, which was really fun for us and the, and the students. Um, the parade itself, of course, was incredible. Um, I was a little bit apprehensive, um, of course, I think anybody would be when they say you have to march a five and a half mile parade. Uh, it, it, was, it was about two hours um, and, you know, marching for any amount of time can be strenuous on students. Our typical show is, is under 10 minutes, so for two hours is, is, is quite a long time for a lot of these students. They're not used to playing for that long, but they did incredibly well. This is a shot from what's called TV Corner. Uh, if you watch the parade, that's what you saw was TV Corner. It's at the very beginning of the parade, luckily. Unlike Macy's, Macy's, you're always seeing the parade at the end of the parade. Uh, that's about where you see it for Macy's for a Rose Parade. Luckily, it's not the end because we wouldn't have been very good at the end. Uh, but at the beginning, we were fresh and ready to go. Um, so that's what you saw there. Uh, this is a shot from the blimp. There was a, a Goodyear blimp kind of going around. And you can see that famous turn. That's a 105 degree turn. Uh, and they did just a great job on that. There's some other pictures in here of the parade route. Um, believe me when I say that this was the most exciting most high energy parade that I think exists anywhere on earth. The people of Pasadena love parades. Um, I, I like a parade, but these people love parades. And for the entire five and a half miles, every single person 
was all smiles, happy new year, trying to wave us down and talk to us and just love to hear the students playing. So it was an incredible experience. Sure, that our feet hurt by, by mile five, but it didn't matter because the energy from those people was just that uh, palpable and that, that awesome. Uh, so just what an incredible experience. Obviously, it was a beautiful sight. Um, we turned a, a corner at, at one point and it kind of opened up and then you could see the mountains and you could see the Hollywood sign and things like that. It was just a beautiful, um, a beautiful landscape. The, the weather actually before New Year's Day was not very good. It was kind of a little bit dreary, sort of like today, drizzling every so often. But uh, they always say parade day is going to be great weather, and they were correct for this year. It was definitely our best weather of the whole week, and, and just gorgeous. So um, really, 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 really perfect way to cap off um, the week. It was a long week, uh, and the parade was kind of at the end. We, we left on the 27th and then came back on the 3rd. So it was right there at the end of the trip. Um, it obviously takes a lot to get 240 students um, out to California, and um, I mentioned the band boosters immediately were um, uh, on the phone calling people, setting up interviews, setting up galas, setting up fundraisers, and um, certainly I couldn't do what I do as a band director um, without an incredible band booster organization um, and an incredible community. Um, Old National Bank was the first uh, sponsor to step up and have a pretty sizable donation. They also um, uh, allowed us to use uh, their atrium there for um, a gala, which was just a beautiful event. So big thanks to Old National Bank, um, as well as uh, Liberty Federal Credit Union. They, um, they matched uh, community uh, donations, you may have heard, uh, up to $25,000. They wrote us a check for 50 grand, um, which, was, which was a huge help. Um, each student, um, it had to raise just shy of $4,000 to go on the trip. So obviously there are, are many students um, in our community that, that it was just a uh, large hurdle. And uh, we, we developed a scholarship program that is unlike anything that we have ever had before, where if a, student, um, uh, a student's family felt like they, they needed some financial aid, they could apply for that. And um, through that work and donations from uh, these banks and many other um, many other companies in the in the area, we were able to send every single student that wanted to go, which was just an incredible feat. So, um, just thank you to those uh, th those um, banks and credit unions, and thank you to the community. Um, if you watched the news, you probably saw 14 News. All of the local news were great to us, um, but 14 News in particular, and Tanner Holbrook. I just wanted to give him a shout out. If you watched him. Um, and his cameraman, uh, they, they were just incredible the whole week. They actually went out with us, um, even drove to, to the Louisville airport when we left, and then came back to Evansville and then flew out again themselves. Um, they, they were great, and they were having a great time, and it really covered the full gamut of the experience. They, they, of course, got interviews from me and some students, but also got interviews from parents and the pit crew, um, and, and those are really the people that make uh, the band happen. And uh, I, I should have mentioned the pit, pit crew earlier. We left on the 27th, but our, of course our instruments, our percussion and our, all of our stuff, it, it didn't fly out there. So it actually was driven and we had two trucks, a semi truck um, and then a smaller trailer that, that went out on the 26th uh, and they drew, drove the full uh, 4,000 miles uh, round trip. So just 
couldn't be um, more thankful and lucky uh, to have people like that in our organization. Um, speaking of awesome people, um, first off, there, right there uh, is uh, Mr. Hood. He is the uh, principal of Castle High School. He came out um, and then is with his wife and actually um, the fiance of my uh, 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 assistant director, Grant Winchenheimer, is behind him, and then uh, the wife of another council band director. Um, my fiance is not in here, even though she, I think she was sitting right by Mr. Hood, so she might be just out of frame. Um, but it was awesome to have him there. Um, and so big thanks to the castle administration, Florida County administration, of course. Um, we couldn't do what we do without them. Um, the other group of people that we couldn't do what we do um, without are the parents. Um, and I think you might know one of the people on the left side there that's, um, he's having a great time. Is that, is that Harry Potter world? Is that what that is? Yeah, Harry Potter, okay, cool. Uh, we, we uh, along with Disneyland, we went to, to Universal and did lots of great things. Santa Monica Pier, Griffith Observatory. It was just an incredible trip um, and one that the students will never forget. The, and, and I, I believe, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, uh, Mrs. Van Zant or um, Mr. Burkett that are gonna talk about the students a little bit, I think, in their leadership. Um, I could not be more proud of the students, in particular the way that they performed. Um, they were absolutely um, professional and mature through all their performances. And none of the four performances were perfect. Live performance, if you know anything about that, never is. Uh, if somebody told you they had a perfect performance, they're lying. Um, and the students just handled everything with so much tact and grace in class and I couldn't have been more, more proud of them. Um, this, the reason we have great students is because we have great parents, and the reason, reason we're able to take trips like this is because we live in an awesome community and have great parents. Um, and certainly I wouldn't have been able to do uh, this trip or even think about doing the trip with this amount of students uh, without having great parents. Um, and, and so right there you see um, Mr. Burkett with all of our chaperones. We had an incredible uh, chaperone team. They always had matching shirts. Uh, which was really good for the students to be able to identify them. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> there were so many things that happened, some not so good, most of the things incredible. Um, and so without further ado, I'm gonna invite uh, Mrs. Van Zant up here as what I know her as. She's our head chaperone for the Castle Band program. She is an incredible person, um, an incredible mother, an incredible chaperone. Um, and I just can't imagine taking a trip or going anywhere uh, without her uh, in charge of all the students and the chaperones. She certainly makes my life easy, uh, and so I can just fo focus on the music, and she takes care of the hard stuff. So, Mrs. Van Zandt. Good afternoon, I'm Amy Van Zant. I am the head chaperone for the Castle Marching Knights. Um, my husband and father-in-law are Rotarians, so I get to hear about Rotary lunches a lot, so it's such an honor to be here and to talk about band, because I love band. Um, who knew I was gonna love band this much, but I do. Um, so I've been the head chaperone, this is my fifth year. This was the first big trip I've ever taken. We've done a lot of the Grand Nationals in Indianapolis, and to say, when I heard the announcement uh, at Grand Nats in 22 that we were going to the Rose Bowl, my initial reaction was um, shock, I think, and oh my goodness gracious, how are we gonna pull this off? So the planning for the chaperones um, started that minute. Um, how are we gonna do chaperones for next year? How many do we need? 
Um, I, along with 24 other chaperones, um, went with the kids on this trip. Uh, I have the most amazing chaperones on the planet. Uh, and I think part of the reason is uh, they all want to be there. They all love marching band. They love their kids. Um, and they understand the impact, I think, that um, as chaperones and parents that we get to have uh, spending so much time with these kids um, and the opportunities we have to help them grow and be better people. And uh, it's about so much more than just marching band. So as we gathered our 25 chaperones for the fall season, part of what we were planning ahead was how are, how are we, the 25 of us, working together in order to um, get the kids safe to places they need to be, fed, which is a monumental task for 240 students. They eat every two hours like newborn babies. <laughs> I am not kidding. Um, where are we going to stop and let everyone use the restroom when we have six buses? Um, how do we make the director's lives easier? Um, but most importantly, how do we build relationships with these kids over the fall season so that when we take them across the country, we have relationships established, we have mutual respect established, because they are much easier in terms of everything when you already have those relationships going. So that was what the 25 of us really focused on for the fall, was um, really kind of delving into forming those relationships with these kids so that uh, the trip went as smoothly as possible. And it was totally amazing. So the planning for me started back then, okay? How do I put chaperones together? How do I keep 240 kids safe on a, you know, at the time we didn't know we were going to be on our own plane. You know, how does that work? So the chaperones were able to come together and say, hey, Amy, this is what I'm concerned about, or this is what, you know, I think we need to think about. So that we spent quite a long time sort of gearing up for how it was going to work. So um, shortly before we took off on December the 27th, all the chaperones were able to gather at my house, and we divided up those kids, those 240 kids, into smaller groups um, because we counted kids a lot. And I mean a lot. Um, we normally count our kids when we get on the bus from Indianapolis, but we just have one bus captain who counts those. Um, but that was not going to be sufficient for safety and the things that we need to do in California. So, so much so that the one day we didn't have to count the kids, the chaperones were counting each other because we just were so used to counting people. But, um, so each chaperone had between four and 12 kids that became their student chaperone group. And those kids reported in to that chaperone, um, depending on what we were doing that day, every couple hours to say, I'm here. Um, you know, they sent selfies. I'm, you know, within the boundaries that we were set for where we were supposed to be. Um, and we did that all week long. And anytime we changed venue from one place to another, we counted. Um, and I got to choose my eight kids because I'm generally busy all the time, one of which was my daughter. And those children pretty much counted themselves. They didn't count themselves. I did count them. But, um, they were uh, amazing keeping themselves on track. Um, and for the vast majority, all of the kids did a really, really good job helping us keep them safe. So that's how we kind of kept track of everybody. Um, everybody was in, you know, we could line them up into their buses and everybody said, okay, my 12 are here, my five are here. Uh, so logistically, that's kind of how we did the trip. We also were responsible for the myriad of things that happen when you travel with teenagers. Like Mr. Wilkinson said, probably half of them had never flown. So getting on this ginormous airplane, and I too told kids do not get used to this because this is not the way most people travel. Uh, you're gonna be terribly disappointed the next time you travel. Um, we had a lot of anxious kids about traveling. We had a lot of anxious parents about traveling. 
Um, so we're up and down the aisles going, okay, what do you need? Are you good? Uh, and the flight was wonderful. Um, so we dealt with all of those anxious issues. Um, we handed out probably six million Tylenol and ibuprofen and Band-Aids and chapstick and all the things that, you know, moms and dads usually carry in their pockets, uh, but kids don't normally think about. I carried around a 20, I don't know, 22 pound backpack all week long. I knocked people over with the thing, it was so ginormous. Um, our medical person, her name is Crystal Mark, she's amazing. Uh, she traveled with two backpacks. She had a medical backpack on her back and then she carried another one um, so that the kids always knew that they could come to us for whatever they needed. Um, and the reason they knew that is because of the relationship that we'd established during the fall. So um, most of them had not traveled without their parents. And so we really became parents to 240 kids. Um, and I just, I cannot uh, express my gratitude to those 24 chaperones enough um, because I can't imagine doing this kind of trip with anybody else. Um, they worked so well together and they did love those kids just like they were their own. Um, and we had the normal things that happen with teenagers, you know, uh, friend groups and, and, you know, that were fighting or, you know, there were some uh, plumbing issues in the hotel. So who are the kids calling at two o'clock in the morning going, my toilet's overflowing. Okay, not me personally, my, my kids' toilets were fine, but I know the Burkitts had to deal with oh, like a lot, you know, um, like a lot of overflowing toilets. Well, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me send you somebody. Um, or I've lost my wallet, or I've lost my phone, or I've lost my ticket. Um, well, sit out here. I don't know what you're going to do. I didn't say that. But um, all of those things, and things like, um, kind of funny things like, we did a lot of walking, and so kids had blisters and um, chafing and those things that happen with walking. And they were like, you know, you could tell that they were uncomfortable. I'm thinking, dudes, you know, what's wrong? And there's one kid in particular who was on my bus all year long. And he's a sweet, the most wonderful little redheaded kid you've ever seen. He'd probably be bright red, but that's okay. Um, so he, 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 I could tell he was hurting. I said, do you need to see Mama Marks, who's the medical? He's like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. I thought, that's, that's strange. So a couple minutes later, I get a text and says, Mrs. Van Zandt, I'm chafed. I don't know what to do. How do I, what do I do? Help me. Okay, do you have any baby powder? No. Hmm. All right, let me go get you some baby powder and I'll bring it down to you. So he, I sent some baby powder down and gave him baby powder and said, hey, you know what? Probably half of the band is feeling this way. Girls, boys, all of us. Um, so the next day, I had a friend, my sister-in-law who was on the trip, went and bought me like 10 little mini baby powders. And they were all gone by the end of the trip. Um, but we had to say, hey guys, if, if, you've, if you've got an issue, you just need to come and tell us. You know, I'll backhand you the baby powder if it's a big issue. But um, so those kinds of things. Um, just keeping track of um, where we're supposed to be and on the schedules. Because if you've ever been in marching band, schedules change every 10 seconds. Sometimes it changed from the time we got off the bus until we got um, to where we were going. Um, if you ask the band kids what they know most about me, it's probably that I'm loud. I am probably the loudest human they have ever met. I probably am, but that's okay. I, I can own that. Um, so there was a lot of directions and a lot of um, hollering and a lot of um, reminding them where they have to be and what they have to do. Um, so as chaperones, we do a little bit of everything. We do a little bit of babysitting. We do a little bit of mentoring. We do a lot of mentoring. Um, but I think for us, the most rewarding thing about being with the marching band um, I know that it has been the most rewarding thing as a parent that I've ever volunteered for. My daughter is over at the table as a guest today. She was part of the senior class that got this band uh, to the Rose Parade. So uh, I started chaperoning when she started five years ago. 
um, is that you get to see these kids grow through the experiences of marching band um, and the difference between say freshman year and senior year or for this trip the difference between the day we left and the day we came home um, is just such a testament to me that marching band really the least of what is being taught to these kids is music and the music is amazing and and nationally recognized and top-notch um, but what these kids have learned in marching band through band camp which is grueling like my kids would come home and just lay on the tile floor under the fan, you know, too tired to even eat dinner. It's grueling. Um, they learn sacrifice and they learn discipline uh, and they learn that um, it's gonna be uncomfortable now, but it's gonna be great later. And they learn to trust in their directors because they can't see the big picture. Um, and they learn um, that to do what you want and to be able to get to the level that Castle is, sometimes you have to give up other things. You do give up a chunk of your summer. Um, the first time my kid, I think it was Hannah, we weren't even going to band, I think we were going to church, and she said, Mom, let's go, to be early is to be on time. Okay, that's a band thing? I think, was Mr. Dean doing that when you were in band? I'm like, don't you Mr. Dean me, I will be there when I get there. But kids, that is absolutely true. To be early is to be on time. We walk with class, we walk with purpose, we represent ourselves well. And so the lessons that the kids learn in band um, are life lessons. They see it modeled with the directors when things don't go the way we want them to go and those directors say, hey, that's on me, we're gonna move forward and fix it. They see it with chaperones who are able to go to kids and I had to do this every day on the trip. Hey, you know, I'm really sorry I snapped at you, I'm really tired. Um, let's go back and revisit what happened and, and, and able to own those mistakes that, that we make, that the adults make, that the students make. Um, we had one kid in particular who literally was on the phone with his mother 10 minutes after the bus pulled out of the parking lot at Newburgh uh, and said, you have to come get me, I want to go home. So I get a text, I'm not on this kid's bus, and I'm like, um, well, we're on a bus, we'll deal with it when we get to Louisville. He struggled, he struggled, he'd never been away from home. Um, and so myself and a couple of the chaperones and a couple of the directors just worked him through it. You know, this is hard. This doesn't feel good. It's not going to last forever. You can do hard things. You can do hard things. And by the second day, maybe the beginning of the third day, he was awesome. He is one of those kids that lost his phone. I thought, oh, this is going to, he was like, whatever, you'll take care of it. It's all good. And he had the time of his life. And the change in that kid from the, that first day we left to the day we got home was amazing. Um, his parents text him and say, it's not the same kid, because he figured out that he can do hard things. That it may not feel good, but that feeling's not going to last forever. And band teaches them that. Band camp doesn't feel good, but it's not going to last forever. Um, we have amazing leadership, student leadership in the band, uh, and that really comes out on those big trips. The band takes care of each other. We had a kid who had a medical emergency after the Rose Parade, and another kid pointed it out and went and got an adult. These kids do, one's a senior, one's a freshman, they didn't know each other, but we take care of each other. Uh, where we go, we go as one band. We live and die as a band, you know. Uh, we took them down on Hollywood Boulevard, which was my least favorite part of the entire trip. If you've ever been on Hollywood, and I had never been on Hollywood Boulevard, but taking 240 teenagers from Indiana who had Indiana resident tattooed on their forehead, um, most of them had never traveled anywhere, um, and, you know, the, the tour or the... MTC people are like, you just have to be people smart. And I'm like, okay, you're gonna have to break that down for them because they don't know what that means on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, you will see things you've probably never seen. You don't really talk to people. You don't accept things. You don't, 
Um, you know, we had sweet, naive children who were like, oh, that's, no, we're not going over there and talk to those people either. We need to keep, you know, doing what we're doing. Um, I didn't see a thing on Hollywood Boulevard. I have no idea what's there because I was focused on the back of the heads of my 50 kids on the bus and trying to keep them all together. But what an amazing experience for them to be able to feel that kind of fear and anxiety and be able to do it anyway. And fear can't keep them from, you know, experiencing the things in life that are, are worth it. And they were, some of them were afraid. Some of them didn't want to get off the bus. I'm like, I don't want to get off the bus either, but we're going to. Um, and it was wonderful. And they, have, they got to see all the stars and they have wonderful stories to tell. And I think this trip will be, I will always remember it. Um, when my brain starts functioning, again, I'm sure I'll remember more of it. Um, we were tired and we were exhausted. And I've never seen the kids after the Rose Parade. They looked like zombies. They really did. But something that Castle Bands, um, something the band does better, I think, than any other group I've ever worked with or coached, is that they persevere. They persevere because we work under adversity a lot with our traveling, with um, the things they do for band camp. They have learned, because the directors have taught them, that sometimes you just have to shift and you have to work under adverse conditions. And um, when he said they showed up to performances, I'm not gonna lie, a couple of those after the nights we had or the days on the bus, I'm like, this is gonna be awful. And they showed up. So it's just been an amazing experience watching the leadership of these kids. And we're hoping that they take that into their adult lives. And um, I think they will. And that is in, in, in huge part to the directors and their modeling and my wonderful chaperones and how they model behavior. So that's kind of what we do as chaperones. Um, and kind of the growth that we've seen in the band. They're amazing, they're amazing kids. Um, yep, Mr. Burkett. Yep. Okay. All right, so with that, uh, and, and we'll take a few questions and answers. Thank you both, let's give them a round of applause. Um, the one thing I'll add is, as you hear these, both of these people, I mean, still in the gates of tell a right? So, um, incredible leadership, seeing that raised up in our children, all 250 of these kids, is something that's really, really impressive. I, I often say that I've never seen anything that teaches so much work ethic without kids getting paid as marching bands, but it works. So, uh, we've got time for a few questions. Do colleges uh, give scholarships for band members to go on to college bands? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, most typically for students that are going into music, um, for instance, I of course went to music school at Ball State, go Cardinals, um, and I, I had a music scholarship um, to go to Ball State, but even non-music um, uh, majors can get music scholarships um, to to play in their ensembles, and even some some marching bands uh, and pet bands and things like that can even pay students to be in the, the in the marching band and pet band. So yeah, absolutely, yeah, they could, it's just a, a skill that they can take on with them to to college for sure. There we go. Okay, I was fortunate enough to be part of the band family 2015 to 2019. And I can attest that to the hard work, not only of the kids, but every parent, every director, 
Uh, we are very lucky to have a program like Castle Marching Bands in this community. Uh, and the experiences that these kids get to have when they go to compete in Indianapolis, they not only compete with other students in Indiana, they, they compete with students across the country. And when you see all those students come together and they form relationships that last through the rest of their lives. And so that's just amazing, but also the statistics of how these kids perform later in life after band. They have better grades, they do better on um, college admission tests, and, and um, I just can't say enough great things about the program. And definitely, you guys really are changing lives of the students that you guys touch. So thank you. Thank you. I know the question was asked about college scholarships. Uh, I went to Purdue. Does anybody in here know that? <laughs> um, and you know, we have the world's largest drum, but we have a fabulous marching band. And some of my best friends from college were in marching band and they got to go to Japan and travel all over. So my question, I was glad you asked about the scholarships, is how many of your like 240, I know that those guys aren't all seniors, but how many do go on to be in marching band in college? Because it's really an awesome experience there as well. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say most, but I would say around 10% or so of students. Um, it's a handful uh, end up doing marching band in college or just in music in general. Uh, as far as music majors, there's usually one or two. Um, so the vast majority of the students go into a career other than music, which I think is incredible. Um, but but all of them, I mean, take that love of music with them. So I'd say maybe about 10, 10%, maybe it could be more. That's a that's a figure that I should know. But that, yeah, that's good. So I really appreciated your presentation from both of you. It's great that you're putting forth this extra effort to raise future leaders of our community. Um, but back to the preparation for the Rose Bowl Parade, thought that went through my head was physical conditioning. Did you have any kind of routine that you suggested that the band members undertake so that they'd make it through the whole five and a half miles? Yeah, so outside of our normal rehearsal schedule, which ended, um, it always ends in November, we started to rehearse basically once a week, where we would keep the marching show up uh, in their memory, but then also we did about an hour of just parade endurance. Um, and, and for a lot of the students, just the act of holding your horn up for a long period of time can be really challenging, especially those larger brass instruments. Um, and, and no matter the size of the instrument, just I mean, you hold your arms out like this for two hours, it's, it's, it's pretty difficult. Um, so yeah, it was really endurance training, that's what we did, and then encouraged them to, of course, run and walk. Um, and just, you know, hey, if you're watching TV, maybe just stand there with your horn up um, and, and, and watch, a, watch an episode or whatever. And uh, that was, yeah, it's all endurance training, absolutely. Thank you for joining us for this week's public affairs program. From all of us at Midwest Communications Evansville, make it a great week.